Welcome to the September update of Project Passive. My name's Mitchell Kachonda. If you'd prefer to read this as opposed to listen to it, feel free to head to my website, www.kdmhealth.com. That's www.kdmhealth.com. Click on Project Passive and it's all laid out there for you in text. Additionally, none of what I'm about to say or have said in the past is financial advice. It's far from it. I'm simply sharing my thoughts and actions to keep myself accountable in real time on this journey. So I hope you're enjoying it and your feedback is always welcome. Let's get into the September update. The quote for the September 2020 entry is, show me the incentives and I'll show you the outcome by Charlie Munger. Tuesday, the 1st of September, 2020. Overnight, Apple and Tesla, overnight, Apple and Tesla's shares split one for four and one for five respectively, I think it was. But that aside, these companies' equities and a few other tech companies have been going up in what feels like a straight line for a while now. I read people have been piling into Apple and Tesla more than anything else. NabTrade have confirmed this for its Australian buyers of US stocks. Here in Australia, Afterpay was down around $9 in mid-March, and now it's around the $90 mark. That's a 10-banger in just six months on the ASX. It's still The company itself is still losing money, but the buy now, pay later fanfare is only increasing. The mainstream media continues to pollute the minds, focusing on COVID case numbers. I don't know how any of these news readers sleep straight at night. The moral compass they use is permanently broken. It's an absolute disgrace. I added to my holdings today, a mate messaged me about some incredible things happening in the DeFi space, which is decentralized finance space. Some big businesses, and including some Australian banks, will be using blockchain technology more moving forward. And from memory, the ASX will be using it soon too, in some capacity. Wednesday, the 2nd of September, 2020. Yesterday, the Reserve Bank of Australia kept interest rates on hold and announced I'll pump another 100 announced yeah, $110 billion of stimulus into the economy in cheap loans to businesses and households as state borders remain closed, crippling stacks of businesses nationally. The fall in GDP around the world for the June quarter is mind-blowing. Check out these numbers. Down 20.4% in the UK, down 13.8% in France, down 11.8% in Canada, down 10.1% in Germany, down 9.1% in the US. Australia is officially in recession with a 7% contraction for the June quarter. Thursday, the 3rd of September, 2020. So far this year, Victoria has had 541 fewer deaths from all combined causes this year than the same time last year, which is a very interesting stat. Germany came out in the last 24 hours saying they believe that the Russian opposition leader who has recently and suddenly passed away was poisoned. What an interesting world we're living in. Closer to home, this afternoon, the accounting firm I used had a Zoom session for their clients hosted by analysts from Vanguard for Investors. They polled the participants at the beginning of the Zoom call asking what the biggest risk factors were on, for, were on the horizon, and 75% of people said renewed waves of COVID. I don't think it's actually COVID that they fear, more like the politician's response to it and its economic costs is what I, is what I think it is. Vanguard suggested Australian equities are at fair valuation as are, as are, as are US, US equities and ex-Australian developed markets and emerging markets with the Australian market best valued in these four in their opinion. 
the analyst got the question around how do we pay back all this borrowed money for COVID support? And she suggested it's a combination of three things. Firstly, just through economic growth. Secondly, inflation. And third, a combination of decreased government spending and tax hikes, which is typically done as a two-third spending decrease and one-third tax increase. She also suggested where one to, it'll take one to two years for the market to get back to where we were, and then we're probably a further two to three years away for the market to get back to where it should have been based on their project, projection. But time will tell. You don't take these, project, these predictions with too much seriousness. Uh, finally, the question of gold was raised. She mentioned that since the 1980s, the volatility of gold has been greater than the volatility of the equity market. Vanguard doesn't see gold as an asset class, as an asset class, as there is no real rate of return. It's typically more of a speculative play. One point that's often confusing is volatility equals risk in equity markets, and it doesn't. This is not true. Its volatility is simply a reflection of liquidity. Of course, there's a sequence of risk returns upon initially retiring and solely relying on investment income. For gold, though, volatility in its value is interesting. And why? Because if it's a genuine store of wealth, then it's not really doing its job as its value fluctuates all over the place. Of course, some will disagree, which is one of the reasons that life is so interesting. Friday, the 4th of September, 2020, Commonwealth Bank of Australia CEO came out and said some property investors should consider selling. I quote, it would be sensible for some customers to be contemplating about whether now was the right time to reduce some of that outstanding debt, end of quote. Investment lending is at its lowest since 2004, apparently. A friend messaged me yesterday of news the Australian government will release a report soon concluding fintech will use blockchain technology and it's basically the future. There's a lot of noise around cryptocurrencies, blockchain, decentralization, etc. My friend is right into it and keeps me up to date on the basics, which I appreciate greatly. I don't know enough to have a concrete opinion, but I am definitely curious to learn more. I like the idea of of a decentralized system, and I think blockchain technology will be a large part of our future financial transactions. How this all looks and executes day to day though, I'm not sure. Plus, in my limited thinking, there'd need to be a reserve currency similar to the US dollar now. Perhaps that could be Bitcoin, or maybe people could use any number of coins to exchange for goods and services directly. As technology improves, the options would increase. Finally, the old bullshit detector is in overtime hearing about some, but definitely not all, of the altcoins and the stories behind them. Not unlike Elizabeth Holmes's Theranos story, which she created a version or a narrative so powerful, she fooled some of the highest profile people in the world. It's an incredible podcast series called The Dropout, and I highly recommend listening to it. And my same friend told me he knew a guy in New South Wales who decided to create a coin himself and launch an ICO, which is an initial coin offering, a couple of years back. This particular person didn't have any software skills, nor did any of his partners or advisors, but that didn't stop him going ahead and creating a narrative for people to buy into. Monday, the 7th of September, 2020. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ are close, are close, closed lower on consecutive days last week, as did the ASX. Luckily, this continued on the ASX's international ETFs today, so I added to mine. Also today, USANA's new preferred customer bonus program and refer a friend program for our customers kicked off, which is exciting. 
As business owners, we are now better compensated for connecting customers with our exceptional nutritional products. Plus, what's even cooler is our customers can now earn credits for referring and sharing the products too, meaning they can potentially get their own products for a huge discount. Referral-based business at its best, and now it's seamlessly automated here in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United States, Mexico, Colombia, Germany, the UK, the Netherlands, Romania, Italy, uh, France, and Spain. In other news, yesterday, Victorian Premier released the stats to plan these lock to exit these lockdowns by adding weeks to the current lockdown. Three negative quarters of GDP definitely in Victoria coming up. Wednesday, the 9th of September, 2020. Overnight, the S&P 500 was down just over 2.5% and the NASDAQ was down 4.1%, while Tesla itself went down 21%. It's okay, though. Uh, Tesla's completed some capital raisings of $5 billion and are still up a couple of hundred percent for the past 12 months. I talked to a friend today about cash buffers and topping his back up after his prior six six months of investing. His sleep at night factor is being stirred up at the moment. Cash buffers are an interesting topic. From my understanding, mathematically, it's better to be fully invested and sell if you need cash. The compounding of being in the market longer with more money is the advantage, superior to, ca- superior to cash going backwards in a bank account. Emotionally, though, it's a different story. Having a cash buffer can do wonders for people's comfort and sleep at night factor, especially if market conditions we find ourselves in now. There is no hard, fast rule when it comes to cash buffers, though. If you're working with small overheads, you might feel fine with a small cash buffer. But if you've got lumpy income, or solely dependent on your investment income, you may feel better having anywhere from three months to three years living expenses stashed in cash, or perhaps more. I talked to another friend today about the maths of divesting a holding and reinvesting that capital back into the market immediately versus doing it with a degree of market timing. He's an analytical person, so he spreadsheeted it um, using end of day prices. He put the capital into two different listed investment companies. The outcome was one, there was no difference if he reinvested it immediately or waited, which he did, he waited. And the other, he did about 2.5% better by timing it. But this was random, and it's not to say he might have done even better tomorrow, the next day, the next week, or the next month sometime. He's got a few more direct holdings to divest over the next 12 to 24 months, so we'll see how it plays out with the others. I added to one of my holdings again today, lowering the cost base and increasing the number of shares held. While not the goal, it sure feels good. Friday, 11th of September, 2020. According to Macquarie Research, overall Australian listed company earnings of shares per share dropped 20% in the 2020 financial year. Considering most of that happened in the final four months of, and considering most of it happened in the final four months of Australia's financial year, which is um, February through June. We're now into the third month of the new financial year and not much has changed except Victoria will take us down further, being in lockdown until October at this stage. From October, all JobKeeper and other stimulus will start to be pulled back slowly, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. The 2020 Australian Investor Study and Survey put together by the ASX had some interesting statistics, which I can link in this episode notes. It's a PDF. What caught my attention was, of the 19.4 million adults in Australia, 9 million hold investments outside of their home and their superannuation, with 6.6 holding 
listed investments. That's 6.6 million. Monday, the 14th of September, 2020. It's taken long enough, but finally CEOs of CSL and BHP, along with West Farmers, are coming out publicly at the Andrews government for the lockdowns in Victoria. I was told earlier this month the World Health Organization finally came out with guidelines around eating healthy foods, exercise, and reducing alcohol. It's a little too late. Fear has spread faster and wider than the virus itself, it seems. A friend recommended I watch a documentary called The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I cannot recommend it high enough. Do yourself a favor and check it out, particularly if you tend to waste too much time of your life on social media platforms. Thursday, the 17th of September. New Zealand economy contracted 12% in the last three months, while Australia's unemployment rate dropped from 75 to 6.8% released today, which is fantastic news. That's approximately 111,000 new full and part-time jobs, though there's still 921,800 unemployed around the country. Friday, the 18th of September, 2020. The Qantas CEO took an 83% cut in his income the last financial year. So last year he made $10 million, while this year it was $1.7 million, and he also declined a further $1.4 million of bonus shares. On, top of the, on the topic of shares, one of the companies paid its final dividend today, though I opted to dividend reinvest and get more shares. What's interesting is I can think of nearly 10 people very close to me who also received more shares of dividends from this one company. I've got to say, it feels pretty good to have had a small influence on them building equity and or receiving more passive income. Monday, the 21st of September, 2020. The National Rugby League told, told staff this morning 25% would be cut in a bid to save $50 million of expenditure over the coming years. I also added to my international holdings today. Tuesday, the 22nd of September, 2020. I divested probably my favorite individual company today after a lot of mental back and forth the past few weeks. It was a win-win outcome irrespective of my decision as I still hold a bunch of that same company indirectly via the index and the listed investment companies I own and I'd, I'd happier been continuing to hold it. But I decided to take the profit and I will put that back into the market in a more broad manner. And I did that, I'll do that tomorrow. The Reserve Bank of Australia is banging on about their next move. Decades of progressively cheaper debt has impacted society's behaviour towards debt. Borrowing $500,000 at 9% interest is worlds apart from borrowing the same $500,000 at 2.5% interest as an example. The fact is central banks have absolutely failed in achieving their inflation-based targets over the past 5 to 10 years, and this recession has thrown another spanner in the works. Universities here in Australia have been hit hard by COVID and the border closures. So Thursday, the 24th, September 2020, I added to my global developed markets holdings today with the US down overnight from the same company I divested two days ago. Friday, the 25th of September 2020, Australian Treasurer Josh Frydenberg today opened the gates for banks to lend money again via some significant reforms from what I can tell. Credit, which is just another word for debt, will be more available once again. Today, I'm also putting together the finishing touches for an online interview I did with champion Ironman Matt Bevilacqua as part of an online USANA overview for tomorrow for USANA Australia New Zealand. Following the, following the interview, I'll give a brief overview of the potential part-time income side of USANA for people that are interested. I added greater exposure to Asia and the emerging markets today as part of my international holdings. Saturday, the 26th of September, 2020. 
interview done and dusted. Went live to around a thousand people from Australia, New Zealand, and a few people in North America too. Some feedback has already trickled through quickly, which is always appreciated. You can check out the link here, and I'll post a link in this episode notes. Monday, the 28th of September, 2020. Yesterday was official end to JobKeeper payments. From today, the criterion tightens to receive a reduced support payment for the next three months. Vanguard today released the estimated distributions for the July to September quarter. Distributions are down for the three funds I hold compared to the same quarter last year, although not near as low as I thought they'd be. As an example, VAS, which is Vanguard's Australian share fund, ETF will pay out around 57 cents per unit, while the same quarter last year it distributed $1.07 per unit. So it's down around 46%, but that's less than what I thought it was, might be. I thought it'd be down even further. Wednesday, the 30th of September, 2020. I added to my international holdings again today before it goes ex-dividend tomorrow. Again, it's not the goal, but it feels good to push up next quarter's dividend income. On another topic, below is a release from the Orthomolecular News Service on vitamin C and COVID. These case studies are a good example of what appropriate dosed vitamin C can do in just three days. And many who had previous medical histories, this is just one micronutrient in isolation available everywhere that's cheap, safe and effective for general health and well-being. Imagine adding micronutrients in optimal doses. Think things like vitamin D, zinc, magnesium and so on. Plus add regular exercise with healthy eating, deep, high quality sleep, drinking clean water, cutting out sugar, cutting out sugar, fatty foods and processed foods combined with a positive, determined and optimistic state of mind. But nothing controls uh, human behavior and cells like fear. So if you go to the actual Project Passive Diary at KDM Health, I list here... um, 22 case studies that are just incredible of people with COVID and their recoveries. Um, And to sum it up, it says here, virtually all the above COVID patients received 25 grams of vitamin C intravenously for three days, which is a big hit intravenously. Uh, Not intravenously, but orally, that would be a big hit. They all recovered. Many made recoveries with spectacular rapidity. The information being is this information is being censored by the commercial news media. It is being kept off Facebook, Twitter, Google, and YouTube. That is why the All Home Molecular News Service has issued this release. As AJ Lyberg said decades ago, freedom of the press is guaranteed only to those who own one. That's a good quote. Withholding vitamin C tr- information from the public withholds it from the patient. We accuse the media of negligence. They can correct this at any time. Until then, we will do it for them. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out on the actual blog at my website. Otherwise, that's September's update done. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll talk to you next month.